Hi, I'm Colin Whiting. And I'm Dave Wagner. And this is My Mother the Podcast. Today, on this program, we're talking about Crossbones, which it was a show a long time ago. In days of yore. In 2014, actually. <laughs> it was an NBC pirate saga. So it's, uh, it's not your father's high seas adventure here on My Mother the Podcast. <laughs> Hey, you Hi, ready to talk about the- yeah. Hi! Oh god. Hi, Dave. Hi, Colin. Hi, Dave. What's going on? Yar, matey. Do you like pirates? Uh, I think uh, pirates are fine. They are kind of the, the the lower tier, I guess, of sort of Halloween-y type things. Because there's some kids that are just like pirate kids. Yeah. And they Is read that a all lot the books. Of- and- no, it's not like uh, like trains or something like that. Or it's, dinosaurs. It's- no, oh, dinosaurs is the big one, of course. Now you all, you got some weird kid that's a pirate kid, and that, yeah, that's kind of that's the kid that this show was made for. Yeah, the the kid that grew up and wanted his pirates less fun and more serious. Well, with this show, guys, we're crossbones. Crossbones. We're in the eighteenth century. We're going way back. Oh yeah, way we are. way back. This ran for nine episodes. From May to August of 2014. A nice summer treat. You know, it's hot, it's humid, you're on a tropical island. Watching it, you can sort of convince yourself that it was intended to be a miniseries, but boy, it wasn't. Yeah, they uh, they very kind of tried to very neatly clean up everything in that ninth episode. This was a time, this is about a time, when empires (laughs) just moved giant mounds of treasure from one island to another for no good reason. (laughs) And pirates... mostly. Mostly in one direction. Yeah, and pirates, <laughs> they, they wanted that treasure, because why not? This is getting complicated. Yeah, slow down. I can't handle too many plot threads. Yeah, that's that's a thing that needs <laughs> to gonna, be discussed. It's going to be a problem for me later in yeah. this episode. <laughs> hey, do you think if we change plot threads rapidly, we should tell the audience that we're changing seeds? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't think so either. So once there was this pirate called Blackbeard, he was a real guy. Sure. Edward Teach or Edward Thatch, depending on who you ask. But in this story, the story of Crossbones. Yes. We're looking, my understanding is we're looking at Blackbeard after he's retired? Um, I think he was supposed to have been killed in 1718, but he somehow managed to live. And this is a sort of like, he's still alive and running this island of Santa Campana? Yeah, he runs his own private island, and it's like the smallest island in the world. Um, and he created this weird pseudo, pseudo-republic that basically just does whatever he wants, but they call it a republic. Yeah, it, it's it's very commonly said that, like, well, everyone has to follow the rules and follow the laws, and then he just does what he's gonna do. Not me, because I'm Blackbeard. He also doesn't call himself <laughs> Blackbeard anymore. Oh no, we don't go by that name here. No, because that's a traumatized past where he, like, hurt a lot of people. Yeah, and his wife got all messed up and tortured and something. Yeah, now she's a ghost. We should we should pause and say that this is very, 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 very loosely based on a quasi-academic book called uh, The Republic of Pirates, which was about an, an earlier sort of... Um, pirate group in Nassau City in the Bahamas that sort of sort of ran a quasi-republic, but mostly they were just pirates. Yeah, and I mean, pirates are kind of fun on their own, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to like say that it's based on a book, but I think they were going for like, this, this is plausible, this could have been real. So like, they just changed their government and civilization, is what you're saying? Yeah, because th- th- there is a weird strand in the show where they're basically like, pretending it's a proto-democracy, there's a lot of like, winking at the future of the Americas. Blackbeard has discovered democracy. I'm really surprised that, like, like a, a, a child named Thomas Paine wasn't born to someone at some point. <laughs> <laughs> they try to connect a lot of historical threads in this thing. 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot of like stuff going on with technology and um, all sorts of all sorts of stuff from the the seventeen tens and twenties. Like everyone's of... everyone's favorite time period. Yeah, yeah, I think about it a lot, right? Oh yeah. So like this is Game of Thrones on water, I guess, kind of. Yeah, I mean the basic threads of the show, I guess you'd say, are it follows this pirate community on Santa Campana. Which is quasi led by Blackbeard, who doesn't go by Blackbeard. He goes by Ed most of the time, which or is really Commodore. Or or the Commodore. But everyone, all his friend Ed to his friends. I he's supposed to be this vicious, bloodthirsty guy, and I have a really hard time connecting that with Ed. You haven't known enough Eds, I guess. <laughs> and the I would I guess you would say the the basic structure or the basic summary of what the show is is. Blackbeard trying to set up and establish this sort of pirate community, and the main plot is that this English guy, Thomas Lowe, has come to the island um, ostensibly to assassinate him, but he's having second thoughts because it turns out this pirate republic's actually pretty cool, and who's the real villains? It might just be the English. And he changes sides a lot, right? Yeah, pretty much every yeah. episode. I mean, he's 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 helping the English in one second, then he's helping Blackbeard in the next, and he's kind of betraying everybody, but everybody kind of knows that he's eventually going to end up on their side, so they don't punish him for it. Just make up your mind, man. And then, so in the midst of this, we have the English are trying to find this secret island. Did we not mention that this is a secret island base? That feels important. Yeah, because pretty much every episode, it's like, well, how, how, who told them about the secret island base? How did they find us on our secret island base? And it's like, they found you with this magic device that they've created, which is a major yeah. plot point. Uh, yeah, so that's the kind of last major plot point, it, is this MacGuffin, the, a, a longitudinal chronometer. Um, yeah, whatever. Whatever. If whoever gets control of the longitudinal chronometer gets control of the seas. Yeah, fine. So that didn't really happen. No, it was kind of like, okay, it just let them do trade better, and then everyone else copied it, and it was fine. Yeah, there weren't any chronometers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, there weren't any what's? Chronometers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you following me here? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the show was created by Neil Cross, who also created Luther. James Hart, who's a screenwriter on, among other shows uh, or movies, Hook and Muppet Treasure Island. So this has some real pirate bona fides. Yeah, like, do you think he, he hired based on genre expertise? Because that's pretty funny. I kind of think that maybe Neil Cross did. He was yeah. like, I want to make a pirate show. Who's done work with pirates? Oh, Hook. That was a good pirate <laughs> show. <laughs> did, did he know he didn't have to use real pirates? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because, my God, they're filming on location and they're got period costumes and everything i mean i think that they wanted real pirates to to happen it's like he doesn't he doesn't actually have contacts with pirates that you could exploit here guys do you think john malkovich knew that because i feel like he believed that he was a pirate did we john... not mention that john malkovich is in this? Oh, <laughs> yeah he, he's the center of our story <laughs> so if you ever wanted to watch a tv show about blackbeard starring john malkovich Which i've got you just do I've just got one suggestion for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is like, this has kind of Deadwood-esque dialogue I, is kind of the way I'd put it, in that it's mixing in some pseudo-philosophy stuff that's pretty fun, and uh, some Shakespearean shit. And yeah. Then, yeah, we're getting a lot of old-timey language mixed in with, like, people talking about high ideas. Th there's and... a lot of guys saying verily. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And inexplicably, um, John Malkovich has the exact same accent that he had in the 1998 film Rounders. <laughs> this accent is, is absurd and all over the place, and I kind of love it. I it's... want to point out that his character in the 1998 film Rounders was a <laughs> Russian mobster yeah. named um, Eddie KGB. It's pretty Teddy KGB, it. yes, there we go. <laughs> No, in this one, he's Eddie. In that one, he's Teddy. Wow, it's that close, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually saw an interview with John Malkovich where he said he was going for English with a little um, uh, island creole mixed in. Well, that's read, not there. And I read one interview where, or uh, one review where the, the reviewer thought that he sounded German. And then I 
definitely thought he sounded a little Russian, and he's got a weird French thing going on when he uses French words, and he says, like, rendezvous. Yeah, it's an accent for all seasons, really. <laughs> That's a great description, yes. <laughs> Who else is in this show? Oh, good lord. Well, our main, um, our main other character is Tom Lowe. He's this assassin sent to kill Blackbeard, who's having second thoughts. Uh, he's played by Richard Coyle, who's sort of a in-everything-British-under-the-sun He's kind yeah, of a poor I, man's I really Russell like Crowe. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mostly know him from, he's in Terry Pratchett's Going Postal. He's the main oh, character wow. in that. Yeah. Good old British two-part TV movies. Oh, geez. Yeah, you were really looking in the weeds for that one. <laughs> uh, that's what I most know him for. I think other people know him for other stuff, but I did recognize his his filmography very well. So yeah, He sort of looks tired all the time, but it works for him. Yeah, exactly. He's got the sleepy eyes, but he's yeah. a, he's pretty good in this. I mean, he's he's delivering this dialogue the way it was meant to be delivered. I'm not going to say it's realistic, but he's having fun with it, too. Yeah, none of these characters are particularly likable, but they sort of become so because the actors are so good. But let's continue with the actors. Sure. Uh, Kate Balfour is played by Claire Foy. Uh, Kate Balfour is one of the other residents of this pirate island who is sort of having an affair with Tom Lowe, I guess. Is the um, character of Kate Balfour related to the actor Eric Balfour? Oh, I didn't even think about that. What if she's his ancestor? Like, like 300 years, that would explain the goatee sex theme yeah, part, yeah. Exactly. That would, anyway. actually, that would, yes. Um, <laughs> she's also in a lot of British stuff that I didn't recognize, but she will be playing uh, Elizabeth Salander in the upcoming uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web movie, oh, replacing still, Rooney Mara. We're still doing those, huh? I get, I mean, this is the second one. It's like, what, seven years after that first one? Something like that, so. Is it just the second one? I thought so. Did we do the second one? Eh, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Whatever. We got um, another character named Salima, played by someone named Yasmin Al-Masri, who's in the Quantico show. She's playing Blackbeard's second wife. Sure. Sure. She's definitely there. Yeah, I don't actually remember her in this show, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just have a lot of, a lot of secondary characters. There's I mean, like, characters. there's another, like, dozen characters. We've got Blackbeard's second-in-command is Charlie Ryder. We've got Lowe's kind of, like, assistant boy manservant. I don't know what this guy is doing Gotta here. Gotta have a he's manservant. Kind of, he's hanging out, chit-chatting with Tom Lowe. Uh, his name is Tim. We've got Kate Balfour's husband, who's this sort of crippled engineering guy, and he's an opium addict, and he's got all sorts, he's got issues. He's also made a cuckold. Yes. Oh, yes. and he is not... He's made a cuckold by one of his mortal enemies from the past. And when I said the past, capital P. That's like the worst way to be made a cuckold, am I right? <laughs> I know. You'd at least want to respect the guy. It's like, man, uh, like, if you're going to make me a cuck, then, <laughs> then, 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 don't take my, my great enemy. <laughs> We've also got... Um, William Jagger is sort of the British guy who's trying to hunt down Blackbeard, who I guess sent uh, Tom Lowe in the first place. It gets um, a little I, complicated, guys. It gets really complicated. I could keep going naming characters, but I sort Please of lose don't. track of who they are and what Please they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's like the first like third of our cast. Maybe. Oh, I mean, crap. my God, there's so many of these it's people. It's too many. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Let me tell you how this was greenlit. How was this greenlit? Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> this was really his first TV role. I mean, and last so far, right? So I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of it for him. He's he's very much more a film and stage guy. Yeah, and um, one of the few actors to have a film named after him. So that's something. So he's got that going for him. That's nice. I mean, look, don't at me twitter <laughs> but malkovich sort of does the same thing in every movie he's in yeah and he does it really well but you know it's fine i'm not criticizing him for it yeah it's that kind of quiet intensity that ramps up really fast yeah and he, he kind of just uh extends his sentence like his words and sentences as long as he possibly can and often in weird places yeah yeah absolutely but he's he's you know He's, He's the John reason the show exists. Yeah. If he wasn't in the show, you wouldn't bother watching it. That's for sure. Um, but, but he was. But he was. So I the did. Other, 
the other reason this gets greenlit, obviously, is the the Black Sails show had come out in January on Stars, so people were already into Sexy Pirates, and they were did, like, "Well, we did anyone watch that sexy... show? I think it ran for like three or four seasons." But did anyone watch it? Well, it's Stars. I mean, no. <laughs> I have like a couple <laughs> friends who like insist that's a good show. Really? Black Sail. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm sorry, Dave's I'm, friends. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I, one of them's your friend too, buddy. I hate to oh, tell you. Oh crap. Uh, yeah. Did I just say that on the air? <laughs> structure. What's the structure of this show? Well, that's very easy. The structure is it's one long arc. Yeah. One episode, long they, arc. One long try arc. try to have stuff within each episode that you can follow, but you can't. Nope. You just, um, you have to watch it from one to number two to number three. To be honest, I skipped a whole bunch of episodes in the middle and I sort of caught up. It, it I worked. went from four to seven and I was very confused. I, can, I feel like this is the best way to watch an ARC show, is to just, like, <laughs> skip a ton of episodes in the middle and be like, oh, I just assumed something awesome happened that made that come into being. <laughs> oh, I guess she's an important character now? I yeah. don't remember her existing before, but... You don't get a chance to get used to anything, and that's nice. <laughs> Actually, I think, skipping from four to seven, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I guess this show has ghosts now? Also, it was kind of like, well, there's a ghost in episode two, isn't there? Uh, does she show up that early? I, I can't she remember. Does. Oh, that's um, right, because he's having the visions with the whole, yeah, yeah. Blackbeard, by the way, has, like, epilepsy, I guess. He's seeing ghosts. And it's like, you, you sort of, like, just uh, get a chance to see that th- when see what this show does when it actually gets going. Because yeah. while the first episode's pretty good, um, like, it, it slows down a lot after that for, for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, that first episode really dumps you in, and it's really nice and fun. And then that second episode is kind of like... All right, I hope you're ready for a lot of exposition and plot threads, and you're just kind of like, oh, no. Spoiler, I wasn't ready. Oh, no, dude. I mean, we'll get into this when we talk about why not to watch the show, but one of the big things in the show, structurally, is that sometimes you get like a 10-15 minute stretch that feels like a last time on Crossbones, and it just keeps happening, and you're just kind of like struggling to keep up. How about you show me what's this time on Crossbones? Or just stretch it out a little bit. Let it breathe, man. <laughs> now, this has this has a definite tone. And that tone is that shit's getting real. Yeah, this is this is not wisecracking Jack Sparrow pirates. Hell no. There's death here. There's drugs. There's sex. People getting, people getting stabbed. There are a lot of gurgly blood noises. There's a lot of, like, blood spray for network TV. Oh, I know. I, I kind of had to check at least two or three times to be like, was this NBC? Yeah, this is not. I mean, it's it, it doesn't quite ever reach like HBO levels of violence and sex. But once in a while, you're kind of like, oh, that guy's neck just sprayed blood onto yeah. the face of Blackbeard. Like, huh? I, I mean, I'm not saying it's um, it, it, it's like that Christ movie levels of blood gurgling. <laughs> no, noises, but no, there's, no, there's no. a lot of gr- blood gurgling noises. Good Lord. Can you imagine putting that on NBC and have to cut half the movie? <laughs> You get the beginning and the very end. Works for me. Yeah, hey, you know, the, you hit the highlights. <laughs> what makes this show work, and I do think it works for the most John part. John Malkovich. Is John Malkovich, and that while it's pretty dark at times, it doesn't really feel like, it doesn't have that dreary hopelessness that a lot of um, post-2000 shows traffic in. It's not like Game of Thrones where you just kind of want everyone to die. <laughs> no, it actually manages to stay serious, but kind of keep that adventure feel. And you kind of do root for the characters, even though they're all Yeah, bad. for sure. Um, and but you want are, them to succeed. You can do a lot with good actors to make up for unlikable characters. And a lot of shows forget that and waste their good actors on parts that could never be likable. And this really feels like NBC went over to BBC and was kind of oh, like, hey, sure. give, me, give me all your good actors that nobody's heard of. And just dropped them in. And you know what? They're pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, who is this for? I would say fans of being John Malkovich who wanted to literally see inside John Malkovich's head. Because you, <laughs> you get to do that at one point. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. He actually gets to do it several times. He's getting these spectral visions. Well, no, I mean, like, literally inside his head. Oh, like, physically. Yeah. There is a drill at one point. They drill into his head. It's a trephine, I think they call it. Again, it's this kind of, like, 
18th century history and technology. It's what everyone wants in their TV shows. Isn't it basically a whole episode of that? Yes. And yeah. it, it's, he's like, again, this is like where this, this is like a, an NBC network show. And you got John Malkovich like biting onto a board so that he doesn't scream out in too much pain that he breaks his teeth. And you're like, good Lord. <laughs> like Joe NBC executive is like, this is all very good. But uh, when are we going <laughs> to see inside that head? Do uh. Oh yeah, do we get a laugh track with this? (laughs) (laughs) There's a cigar. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, John Malkovich gets a steel plate in his head at one point in this. It's kind of like a coin. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's got like it's it's not like chromed out, but it's kind of like that. And I don't need to tell you how it happens because he's a fucking pirate. Guess what? He. They fight a lot. It's whatever. They get stabbed and shot and whatnot. There's shrapnel. This this. We got grenades going on at one point. I mean, pirates just can't stop the fighting. I mean, sometimes in the show they can stop the fighting for considerable stretches of time. For a really long time. <laughs> I mean, once in a while these pirates do a little fighting, and that's pretty cool. But then sometimes it turns into a soap opera, very weirdly. Yeah, a lot of like, let's talk about our feelings, and I'm like, oh right, pirates. You know what I? As a 37-year-old man, <laughs> like to see a lot in media, it's love triangles, because damn, we, we haven't done enough with that. Let's let's try to fully explore what, what a love triangle means for the wait, emotional well-being of the people involved. Wait a minute. She loves him. She loves that other guy. What, what gives? And then, like, 15 minutes later, they, they show up and, like, okay, we have to divide the spoils. And you're like, oh, right, pirate show, spoils. Oh, we didn't get to see that part? And nine times out of ten in any love triangle situation in media, it's like, they make the decision very easily in the end. And that's <laughs> what happens here as well. Yeah. So why why would we watch this show? Let's start with the good parts. Yeah. The production values are very, very, very high shockingly good shockingly high is a good way to put it they i mean the the costumes the sets they filmed this on a disused naval base in puerto rico holy shit right like i mean they spare no expense on their their john malkovich pirate show and then they took puerto rico's entire fleet of pirate ships for the filming (laughs) which was a little much for the filming of episodes one and nine fair (laughs) um yeah i don't know why they spent so much money on this show but they sure did they sure it looks great it sounds great um it it, honestly it felt like watching a movie at certain points i mean especially that first and last episode i i I was kind of like well you could have released this malkovich might have brought the pirate ships it's they might have been his i i would not surprise me man's got a pirate fleet what (laughs) um and even beyond the production values, I actually thought the action when we got yeah. action was pretty good. I mean, it's... It's quite good. They, they clearly use, like, real stunt coordinators and... Surprisingly very awesome for NBC in particular. Like, this is a network yeah. show. I don't know how this was a network show. I'm going to go back to that. I don't either. It feels like it should have been on Stars. you know? Nothing should be on Stars. Well, black sales can stay. Oh, fine. but seriously when these guys get to stabbing and fighting and shooting and doing pirate shit this show looks and feels great i mean it's it's... a pretty great action show when it happens like malkovich is a very good lead for stuff like that and he does carry the exposition bits but it's not as good by any means no you're still kind of waiting for the next action bit i'm I'm looking at one of the many, many clocks that are in this television show. <laughs> it's a show that is that is filled with chronometers. So many goddamn clocks. Uh, and and same with the the Tom Lowe guy, uh, Richard Coyle. He's pretty good action guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's shooting and stabbing with the best of them. He's kind of got like this voice, like well, yeah, like like I said, sort of a poor man's English Russell Crowe, just kind of. I, I like a lot. I do. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's pretty good. He's just, well, he's got a lot of things. He's got a lot of things to say, and you're just like, oh, all right, just read me a phone book. Yeah, I, a lot of these actors could do that for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I think all of the leads, to be honest, could read a phone book to me, and I'd be kind of happy. Yeah, I'd be down. Um, I like that these are Marxist pirates. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's um. 
these are these are very ideological pirates. Um, they want to not just take from the rich, meaning the empires. And I want to point out also, just as as a side note, that um, yeah, yeah. we get a very extensive lesson in the British Empire in that first episode, <laughs> don't we? Oh, you kind of have to read a book at the beginning. It's great. Yeah, that thing, that's like a two-minute reading. <laughs> it's a scroll and then some. We're, we're into like a new hope here. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, at one point, one of the pirates says, they call us pirates. But the only difference between us and them is that they rob the poor under cover of law. Oh, shit, son. As Karl Marx once said. <laughs> As Karl Marx once said 130 years from now. I, wa- I, actually I want them to, uh, like, uh, deliver a, have to deliver a manuscript to England and, like, Karl <laughs> Marx's grandfather is, like, hmm, interesting. Dude, I would not have put it past this show. They do a lot of stuff like that, which is one of, another of the good things, I think. So I, I actually, sticking with the philosophy, I actually wrote down Malkovich's quote from the first episode because it was kind of fun. He says, I'm a fellow with no wish to be governed, inspected, indoctrinated, preached at, taxed, stamped, measured, judged, condemned, hanged, or shorn. I'm not the devil, Mr. Lowe. I've cast out the devil. That depraved distinction between rich and poor, great and small, master and valet, governor and governed. And I feel like if you're Tom there, you're like... How long was this guy preparing for me to enter this room? <laughs> You're just like, oh, fuck. Um, uh, shit, I gotta say something smart. This guy spent, like, a day practicing that. Like, what do you, what do you even respond to that with? I, me too. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> I think uh, Tom has a pretty good line around that point, too, that I don't remember the entirety of, but it was something along the lines of, um... He fears God but doesn't respect him, and he doesn't yeah. respect him because he wants to be feared, because God yes. wants to be feared, which is pretty nice. Yeah, but it's like, again, it's like proto-atheist pirates almost. You're like, These guys are ahead of their time. Oh, Malkovich is a straight-up deist, which I oh, know he sure is. junior year English means, because he even says, he's like, I think God is a clockmaker who just wants to see it all run out. And I'm just like, another clock in the show, oh my hey. God. Hey, Colin. Yeah, Dave. Hey, Colin. Good job on good job on your schooling. <laughs> I remember. I remember English class. Damn it. Good job. Thank you. Um, speaking of uh, schooling, <laughs> if if you love history, this show's got so much of it, man. It's got sort of some of it. Well, it's it's, it's referencing got, it. It's got kind something. of expecting yeah. you to follow along. Like it, it, it's what it's like a lot of fiction where it's like. If you read the Wikipedia article on this, it will have some resemblance to the events that we describe. Sure, but like, you know, in that episode 7 that I watched, Beggar Man, the whole thing revolves around the Jacobin Uprising in like 1715, and I was like, what the fuck are we talking about, show? And then that just kind of goes away. Well, sure, it just goes away entirely, but like, I've never seen a TV show that would have made that a central plot point. And like every show that takes, or movie, or game... Or book that takes place around the 1720s. Or we got, song. We got to talk about that Spanish treasure fleet. Oh boy, there's there's the Spanish treasure fleet featuring a submarine at one point. Was that Malkovich's submarine? I don't. I wasn't paying that much attention at that point. Dude, this is one of the problems with this show. But like, I don't know. There was a submarine, and then he thought it was the Spanish, but it wasn't. I kind of lost track of the submarine, and it, it got real existing. complicated there. Like, it was one of those things where. Malkovich has a plot that relies on them figuring out his plot, and then his actual plot is that, like, they think he's doing something that he's not, but you thought he was going to do that? That happens, like, five times. Five times. <laughs> like, it's like every other episode. It's like, well, actually, you see, I thought you would do that, so that's why I did this thing that I thought you thought I would think. It's like, okay, man. Great. Great. You're the, you're the mastermind chess player. I get it. Nice. Interdimensional chess. <laughs> Um, I mean, the best thing about this show is is Mr. John Malkovich, almost oh, despite himself. Yeah, he's he's, che- he's he's chewing the shit out of that scenery. This scenery is like it looks like a puppy got a hold of. Oh a pillow. yeah, I mean, there's it's just holes like... everywhere. <laughs> there's the stuffing is all thrown and strewn about. Oh, it's del- it's delightful. Get that guy a chew toy. <laughs> I mean, he is just, he is threatening people, and he is, like, giving these long philosophical speeches. He's, he's and they practically are... growling. Yes, and every one of them is wonderful, and, like, people are like, 
well, you can't do that. That's against the rules. And he's like, I make the rules. And it's like, no, but in the last scene, you said you didn't. And nobody cares because he's so good. Like, I'm going to try to do his accent in that instance here um, yeah. that you just described. I make the rules. <laughs> yes, that's what he sounds like the whole time. <laughs> And he's delivering a lot of lines, I mean, from your straightforward lines, like, you know, I'll flay the skin off your balls type stuff to, like, yikes. lay one hand on me and we shall see just how fast an ordinary two-handed man like yourself can become unidextrous. That's that's good, but, like, (laughs) does he have a bunch of note cards he's consulting? (laughs) (laughs) This guy, like, what does he do in his evenings? He's, like, coming up with quips and he's committing to memory and... I'm sorry, that takes time. Is his actual name Bartlett? Did you pick a book of quotations? <laughs> oh, wait, I, I just noticed that you said something I have a note card prepared for. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, that's addressed on card 212B. Yeah, like how many note cards does he have to memorize in hoping that he's going to get to use one of them? <laughs> he's like, oh no, that was in the other pack. Oh, I've left that in my chamber. <laughs> My chamber. <laughs> My chamber. Malkovich is a complicated character in this, or meaning Blackbeard is a complicated character in this. Um, and it's in a pretty neat way. It's like you find out near the end that he's been pulling the strings the whole time to get his island attacked by the British mm-hmm. so that he could... Spoilers! Oh, fuck off. So, <laughs> so that he could um, create a more lasting state based on a founding myth. Which is pretty yes. bonkers. That's, I, this show, like, I was with it for that first eight episodes or what I watched of them. And then in the ninth one, I was just like, fuck yeah, let's just fucking yeah, go let's wild, do it. man. Yeah, I was like, yes. go further, guys. Because, yes, he's doing that and also getting revenge on Jagger. And Jagger, at this point, literally has John Malkovich's first wife locked in a cage and he's showing her a picture of John Malkovich's sure second did. wife and he's going go get her and then he's releasing her like she's a ha- like a bloodhound <laughs> this is in the middle of the critical battle he's not even overseeing the battle he's he's at this caged woman holding up a picture. oh and she does it she goes oh yeah oh yeah so yeah, in trying to create a free state he ironically creates its ultimate oppressor because in order for it to be this perfect free state he's had to engineer it just so and it's not free anymore guy no and tom lowe tells him that to his face yeah so his nature his nature and then his nature his nature is to destroy everything he loves so that's why Tom Lowe destroys him by running him through and cutting off his head and bringing it to Jamaica and I guess becoming the chief person yeah. at the pirate and, island. And you know, you're going to complain about spoilers, Twitter, but if you're, watch- yeah. if you're watching TV or movies for plot points, just stop being a child. Well, you know what? There are plenty of other plot points in the show for you to get through. <laughs> it's not... It's, entertainment's not about plot points, okay? So what's the big plot point at the very end? Malkovich lives. What, what, what? Yeah, you think he's dead. So this is like the last 15 minutes of this show is like John Malkovich revealing his grand master plan and this like wife who's like a caged animal being sicked on the other wife <laughs> and the fight between Tom Lowe and Malkovich and then Malkovich being secretly alive and Tom Lowe becoming the leader of the pirate island. Whew. And then That's Malkovich the last lives. last 15 minutes. We skipped the first half of that episode. <laughs> you see at the end that Malkovich is just walking on a beach on his own, on a different island, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> so they were planning on doing something, but I don't know what it was. I, I guess he was going to be a fisherman or something. I don't know. It'd be a weird show, but you can't, I, I'd watch you it. You can't kill Malkovich. Come on. I would actually, I would legit love a show with Malkovich as Blackbeard as a retired pirate, like on a fishing boat. And then every time people like... Hey, you, you let that fish go, you idiot. And then he's just got his little note cards out. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like that Clint Eastwood movie where he's like living in that poor neighborhood and he's like, becomes their protector? <laughs> yes, essentially. Oh, I was thinking like... Uh, What's like, that movie called? Like Grand something. Uh, it's, it's a car oh, uh, name. Who cares? Uh, Grand Torino. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to say it because if that was like a video game, I'd be really embarrassed. <laughs> 
That's Gran Turismo. Fuck! You idiot. Never even played that game. I thought you were going for like a, a two mules for Sister Sarah kind of thing, where Clint Eastwood's supposed to be the badass, you know, cowboy, but he's got to settle down. I think you just described every single Clint Eastwood movie. It's true. Uh, last Especially week. Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Last week, all these actors are very good. Yes, it's it's a great it's it, it's great actors having fun with really ridiculous dialogue. And boy, that that Tom Lowe character is a He's a pretty guy. <laughs> Very pretty. Well, especially when he's in these period clothing and Oh yeah. Forget about it. And everyone's everyone's got their 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 muskets and their sabers and oh, cutlasses man. and yeah, stuff's going on. Why wouldn't you um, watch this show? Or wait, do you have another why watch? I'm no, being no, so no. Rude. let's let's move along. Yeah. Let's move along as this show often does not do. So this show, which I liked, um, it it has so many plot <laughs> points crammed into so little time that it can be incredibly hard to follow even within an episode who all the characters are, what their motivations are, what they're doing. Characters just kind of appear and disappear and you're like, who the fuck was Rose? There's a Rose now. Who's Rose? Here's what you don't want when you're making a show that like rests on this kind of plot point heavy concept like it's it's kind of like 24 where it turns out if you skip like most of the episodes and just jump in it doesn't really matter because like they were just killing time by making up plot twists in the meantime and you're still (laughs) you're still telling the same story though right and this show it's it's there's so many plot twists and the plot twists come not just at the ends of episodes but like in the middle and in the beginning yeah it's like double cross double cross double cross Oh, this person was secretly that person. This person actually knew this person from before. This person was secretly pretending to be this other person when this person thought that they were that person. And you're just like, ah. And usually it's all Tom. Yeah, yeah. and and, and in the end, Tom was to blame. But then everyone loves Tom anyway. So yeah, that can be alternately hard to follow and repetitious. Like, you know, oh, now he's with them. Oh, right. now he's with them. Oh, now he changed sides again. Oh, now Tom's helping the English. And, now and Tom's helping the pirates. Yeah, you just like get. Who cares? Fine, he'll settle on one or the other at the end. Nope, oh, it was pirates. Okay. Another thing I don't like, Colin, is that yeah. there's seriously a lot of clocks in this. <laughs> it, it is a a clock forward show. Do we need so many clocks? There's clocks. There's chronometers. There are timepieces. There are watches. Do we need so many clocks? Their minute hands, hour hands, second hands. I know what time it is. I've got the one clock. (laughs) Metaphorical clocks, literal clocks. There's a magic clock, basically. Yeah, I mean, the the longitudinal thing is a magic clock. It's, it's, here's a clock that, that is written, it's like written in code somehow. Yeah, the plot rests on a magic clock. So, I mean, if you need another reason to watch it, there's that. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Lowe is the only person who remembers the secret of the magical code clock. But also he's a that's physician. That's why he's not killed. But also he's a doctor. Yeah, we should have mentioned that at some point that that's like his thing is that he's a doctor. But he's not a doctor cuz he's an assassin. Right, cuz actually also, he's like, a, a spy. secret agent. Yeah. Like and he's been a spy before for other groups. Look, I don't know what we're doing here because if this is alone not doing it for you, listener, I don't know <laughs> what you're looking for. Yeah, I, 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 you're not watching this for the, the detailed intricacies of the plot developments or for the clocks, to be honest. Oh, maybe you are. And if I, you are, then by all means. I just told you this pretty, pretty man is a spy and a physician and <laughs> also an assassin. Assassin. <laughs> what do you want? I guess I want more or fewer clocks. Yeah, I definitely want fewer clocks in this. <laughs> What's another um, sort reason? Sort of a sort of a consequence of the the constant plot twists and double crossing is that you know, the real tension in this show should come from Tom Lowe and Blackbeard and Correct. they should be doing this they should be doing this like dance where they both kind of suspect that each other suspects each other suspects each other and they should be kind of going back and forth on that a little and it never really feels like that central tension exists because when push comes to shove you know that they're not going to get rid of John Malkovich. Right. So Tom Lowe's not going to kill him. 
And Tom Lowe's clearly set up as the main character of the show, so Tom Malkovich isn't going to kill him. Sorry, Tom. You're taking a back seat here. <laughs> and there's so many double crosses that they become meaningless. So by, like, episode six or seven, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, it, it ceases to have that that fun energy that that first episode has where they don't know if they can trust each other. There's a big lull in the middle of this, and my I suggest you get around that by not watching it. Sure, yeah. Do, like, one, two... I did one, two... I don't remember. Four, seven, and nine. Eh, skip four. It's fine. Works. You don't need it. You know what? Skip two, two. I wouldn't watch two. It's not that good. Um, yeah. One is, like, filled with action and cool dialogue and stuff, and then two is, like, let's talk about plot points, and you're like, huh. Oh. And then there's a ghost. And there's a ghost, and there's a submarine, and... I don't need to hear... Like, this is another thing I don't like. Is I don't need to hear about all of this relationship drama. That's not what this show is for. That's not what it does well. And I don't need it. And unfortunately for the show, a lot of the times, what they do is they sort of... They have the main overarching plot, which is action-y and fun. And that's the one that features the men. And then they have the weird relationship drama-y plots, and those feature the women. And those feel very underwritten and underdeveloped. And the female characters in the show really get short shrift. Not a lot of women in this show. No, and they tend to be, it's either Kate, who's entirely defined by her relationship to Tom and James, and then it's, like, Nena, who's kind of basically just the evil one. Yeah. I mean, and then the pretty one that's John Malkovich's wife, Salima. Great. And he has a few of those, a few few wives. Yeah, it's all pretty bad in terms of... And I get, like, that they're trying to, like, have, like, it's, there's some tough women and there's some whatever, and it's 1710s, but eh, it doesn't really feel great. Okay, do you have any other reasons? Um, just, again, another sort of consequence of this is just that when we have so many plot points and so much talking, it... I want action, and the show is best when it's doing action, and we end up with a lot of exposition dumping, and I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. It's like You're walking me through the plot. The first episode and then the last few are, like, are so good that it's like, you kind of wonder why you spend all of this time with this nonsense in the middle. Yes, a lot of talky nonsense. I don't like talking nonsense. Not in my pirate shows, that's for sure. I mean, it's fine. That's not what pirates do. I mean, I presume that they did talking also, but like we don't nope. need a show about those parts. No, nope. oh, it was just killing all the time. Yeah. Pirates, they they swashbuckle. I think is what they do. <laughs> That's definitely a verb that I associate with pirates. Yeah, like and no one else. Yeah, no, like you know, bankers aren't swashbuckling. Well, if you know the right bankers, they are. I don't. It's a problem. Yeah, uh, no, it's a personal fault. Unanswered questions. One, why is Malkovich on that island? <laughs> well, he's end. setting up a... Oh, at the end. Yeah. Um, well, especially because we saw his head that had the little yeah. like, fragments in it, but then his he's head, not dead? His head's been cut off, guy. But there it is on his shoulders. And, like, clearly when he was walking on the beach, they had him wearing, like, a, uh, like a, a, a bandana over his head so that you couldn't see if he had the metal thing on it. But, like... Who, Were there why does that even John matter? Malkovich's? Yeah, like that Did Blackbeard pres- have a twin? That presents a lot more questions. If John Malkovich had a twin in this show, did that twin also have like a set of index cards with quips on them, or like how is that working? That's like, did they of, both have to memorize them. That's related to my second question, which is: Was this a sequel to being John Malkovich? <laughs> that actually that would make a lot of sense. If right? so, that's why there's another John Malkovich because everyone is actually John Malkovich. <laughs> Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. That's a great, uh, I fucking love yeah. that movie. Um, chup, chup, chup. other unanswered um, questions. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, the main one is just why is Malkovich using the same accent he had in Rounders, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too concerned about it because it's great. Yeah, or just in general, what is that accent? What are, what are we doing here? It just hits all the notes. Um, did these pirates, like... They start this republic, and now Tom Lowe's in charge of their republic, I guess? Or he's their representative? How? What? Did How, this survive? He didn't get elected? Is there still a pirate island out there? What happened? What happened to democracy? 
Um, what, what, like, why, I mean, my big unanswered question was, what were they going to do for that second season? Yeah, I know, because I, I can't decide if that ninth episode was made before they realized there was cancellation or not. It's so expensive that I figure, like, it had to have been made before. Yeah, it does feel a little like, um, uh, like that second season of Rome, where yes. they kind of got the cancellation mid-season, and they were like, well, we gotta wrap up these loose ends, everybody, mm-hmm. and they crammed everything into the last, like, four episodes. That's kind of what this felt like. Yeah, really just stop at that first season of Rome, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Won't be covered on this show, because, again, two seasons, but here's a little pro tip. You watch that first season, you say, what a great one-season show that was. Welcome oh, to- I hope they do that on my Mother the Podcast. Welcome to Rome Chat. <laughs> it's so much better than... It's about time, Jed. <laughs> oh, that's for damn sure. <laughs> so I think it's pretty clear why there was no second season to this show. Um, Because turns out burning buckets filled with cash is not a good investment strategy? Yeah, um, and literally no one watched this. Like, zero people. I was wondering if, like, I didn't know, maybe this is another reason that it didn't work, but I, I was not familiar with this show's existence. And no. I'm not... I'm not a big network TV watcher, but I had never heard of this. And I thought, John Malkovich Pirate Show, I should have heard of this. Yeah, you told me about it, and I was like, too good to be true. So I'm wondering if the advertising budget maybe should have siphoned off some of those cutlass dollars, because... Wait, you mean we needed to include advertising in this budget? <laughs> Uh-oh. We needed to tell people about our John Malkovich Pirate Show? Uh, we just uh... figured Malkovich would sell it on his own. Oh, and he pretty much does, but... He just, um, did, you know, just put him in Madison Square Garden going, Malcolm <laughs> I mean, you do once. Yeah. Um. So that's another reason. I mean, mostly this show is just god-awful expensive. And if it wasn't a smash hit, there was no way that they could afford to keep making it. Perhaps this. overestimating the popularity of black sales. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a hit for stars. 20 million people a week will watch John Malkovich chew up the scenery. I would have been one of them if I'd heard of it. Also, if you're going to do like an adventure fantasy type show, which this has a lot of touches of, of fantasy. Oh, for sure. Follow the Game of Thrones model where you spend like zero money that first year. Yeah, they're trying really hard to set up a kind of Game of Thrones yeah. thing. You've got different political factions in this pirate town that are kind of pushing against each other, but it doesn't really come to anything. And they just spent a bunch of money instead. Yeah, and they didn't need to. I mean, no. we, we needed those ship battles, but I mean, that that could have been the whole budget, really. Yeah, or like, get me some more, like, um, sword fights, because those are cheap, and then cut back on some of the chit-chat. How, how many period clothes do I need? <laughs> well, okay, cut out some of these extraneous yeah. characters, because my god, there's dozens of side plots each that I can one care co- less about. Each one costs thousands of dollars to clothe. <laughs> <laughs> what would make it work? Fuck you, it does work. It does. It yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, honestly, spread it out more. I mean, just yeah, give me sure. less less plot per episode and less talking and find more excuses for people to stab at each other. That sounds like a plan to me. I mean, write up some plots where, like, you're covering one of these plot points in in between the fact that they're planning to raid a, such and such a ship or such and such a, a plantation or something. Fine. That'd be great. Maybe we don't need a uh, ex-wife ghost in there either. Yeah, you know, you could probably trim some of that fat while you're doing this. Like, take a little out of column A, ghost wife, and right. put in a little column B, swords and pirates. If you're making a show, and it's not Jennifer Slept Here, where there yeah. is a column that says <laughs> ghost wife. Well, she was yeah, unmarried, Jennifer, wasn't she? Or did she, she was, Did yeah. she get married a lot of times? I can't remember which one. Um, Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. But yeah, yeah, just take that column out of your spreadsheet. <laughs> Um, and then and then put in either more or fewer clocks, I think is what our sort of consensus here is. If you're going to go this far into a clock-centric program, I need you to really commit. <laughs> I need there to be clocks wall-to-wall, which there sort of is in one scene, but I need that to be carried over. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> In, in a less facetious sense, if you're, it, they're kind of like heading a little towards a steampunk thing because they got the submarine. Oh, they the want it. They want it pretty bad. But again, it's like if you're going to do it, do it. And if you're not going to do it, then just pull back. Like, don't don't go halfway on something like that, especially when that last episode goes, goes all the way with so many other things. I guarantee you that if there had been a second season, it would have gone into like 
discovering South American ancient cities with zombies territory. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because what else is John Malkovich going to do? I'm sure the pirate island, they'd have to fight the British again or whatever. But John Malkovich just wandering around somewhere on on Island 2. You know what? We don't need another play, Malkovich. We need Pirate Island. <laughs> we need we need John Malkovich on Isla Nublar. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Crossbones? You know what, Dave? Yeah. I would. It's not a perfect show. It's not. But, uh, it's I had a lot of fun with it. It's 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 always a delight to watch John Malkovich be John Malkovich, and you get some of it in the show, and you get some actually pretty good other acting too. So yeah, give give this one a spin. I like this one too. I re- I would also recommend. It's really fun. At least when it's working, it's very fun, and it, that's kind of worth whatever else you have to put up with. And you can just skip those anyway. So just yeah, just there's enough. Watch that first episode, then maybe go to eight. <laughs> <laughs> there's enough, like, there's enough weird shit in this show, too, that kind of makes it fun to watch. But, and yeah. I don't mean weird, like, Ghost Wife. I mean weird, like, stuff that people say where you're just like, huh? You're not going to hate it if you watch all the episodes, either. It's it's fine. But don't Even you don't need to do that. plot dialogue, they're delivering it really well, yeah. so fine. Gosh, that Tom is pretty. <laughs> uh, that's uh, probably why... Ed Teach keeps him around. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so Colin. Yeah. If people want to find out more about this podcast. Oh, yeah. Where? Where? Where Where? Where find podcast info? Yeah, yeah, that. Probably the best is just to follow us on Twitter at my mother podcast. That's that's our, our general venue for getting out to you fine folks at it's home. where but... the magic happens. That's right. The magic happens at My Mother Podcast. You can also just email us directly. Uh, that's mymotherthepodcast at gmail.com if you just want to drop us a line, recommend a show, do whatever you want to do. We also have a Facebook page, but eh. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. For how long? Have I been updating it? I don't remember. I don't think sure you I have, have, actually. Yeah. Oops. It's fine. Well, yeah, I don't care. And also, please... Leave yes. us a review on iTunes. Rate us a five and subscribe. Just do the five stars thing. Don't don't get cute on us here, okay? Yeah. Just do five stars. Know. That's all we want. It's all. <laughs> and uh, in, in your review, if you want to leave us a note, you can tell us your uh, favorite clock. What's your favorite kind of clock? That's a great yeah. topic, Colin. What's... This is fucking I fantastic. Hear it. I just I want all the info you can give me on clocks. Well done. Chronometers, <laughs> watches. I'm open-minded about how I define clocks. How many clocks do you know? Um, a lot, actually. Let's see. All right, all right, all right. One, two. Oh no, we're not gonna do this. Okay, okay that'll do. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs>